like they're pieces. They're the kids that when you go to their house and you're like, hey, can we play with these toys? No, they're all my toys. But a hundred years, our little babies are gonna grow up as old people being walking through piles of diapers. I'm trying to say with the joke, it's better to have dialogue than to just be like you're never allowed back here again or something. You know? We're going live today, guys. I gotta get set up. Pretty exciting. All right. Oh, I don't know what's There we go. Social media, middle age using. Social media. All right. We're recording. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this bonus episode of Comedians Exposed. I'm Deanna Kobe, and I am doing an extra episode of Overly Exposed because things have gone crazy for me. I don't know how you're doing, everybody. I hope you're doing okay. I want to say thank you again, first and foremost, to my patrons uh, who have been supporting this project. Thank you so much for being there and encouraging me to keep doing this. You guys are awesome. Thank you to everybody who's given me feedback that you've listened and you watched the episode and you liked it. So thank you for that. That's really awesome. So what I wanted to talk about just uh, think, you know, basically we're living in the United States of anxiety. I don't know about you, but my anxiety level has been really high lately. Um, Things are weird. I don't know. And being that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, um, you know, I have to keep reminding myself that, you know, we're in like this fight or flight syndrome. And or freeze, that's the third one. You could fly, fly or freeze. And we're still in a living through this pandemic. You know, things have kind of gotten back to normal with the vaccinations. And then you have the whole group of people who don't want to get vaccinated. And it's like, oh, you know, on one hand, you want to get angry and be like, oh my God, I'm so angry with you. Get your vaccine. But then on the other hand, you're like, no, I get it why you don't want to get the vaccine, like all this anxiety, you know, I mean, I got vaccinated, but I've also smoked Newport cigarettes in my lifetime. So, you know, I don't know if I'm like the best person to be giving health advice. So, but I just wanted to let you guys know, like I said, I did go live for this episode, which, oh, it's so anxiety provoking right now. My butthole is really tight um because I hate this I don't like social media at all I I don't know what is these young people man I am optimistic they're going to be much cooler and more awesome than I am because social media gives me anxiety I don't know about you um you know like even just like oh I'm going to be live like it's weird and uncomfortable and, you know, looking at yourself in the camera and you're like, this is so creepy. And then also posting things. I hate posting on social media. Um, And I was just reading the other day that 
The most liked social media posts are babies. People love babies. You know, you're having a baby, you're announcing a baby, you know, you're showing your baby. Most liked posts. Second most liked posts are sexy women, you know, and scantily clad clothes, like little bikinis and stuff. So I was like, okay, great. Um, ironically, those sexy babies were actually 12th on the list. So I don't know, though. It's just like, you know, I feel like you put something out there and then people are just like, eh, scroll, scroll. It's like it takes one thing, one little button. Oh, thank you so much. If we had social media in high school, oh, that, oh my God. No, I think kids today are going to be fine. You know, childhood celebrities grow up really well adjusted, you know, so I think kids today are going to be great. If we had social media when we were younger, it would have been awful. I don't think I would have been able to really kind of deep think on the same level that I do now. Like, I don't know. I just, social media to me seems very, this instant gratification, you just get it and you enjoy it and then it's gone. And I like the idea of when we were younger, we were bored, you know, you, you had to come up with weird shit to do and you didn't always have entertainment. We didn't always have TV, you know? So I just feel like the social media being isolated and then with social media, and now we're back out in the world in the middle of a global pandemic, US of anxiety. <laughs> so I, I don't know, are you guys having a lot of anxiety? Do you feel like people are on edge? And it's like, I'm trying to, and then I think about why everybody's on edge. And that just makes me more, and more anxious. Ugh, there's a lot of weird shit out there, you know, just like people not acknowledging each other and people complaining. And again, the whole anti-vax versus vax situation is really stressful, you know, because it's like, I want people to get vaccinated because without it, you're walking around as a human Petri dish. But then, you know, you also understand why people are like, fucking not trusting the government, you know? Um, but anyway, what I wanted to talk about was some of the other stuff that's causing anxiety. Like what the fuck, you know, having the Taliban come back uh, 20 years ago, there was the Taliban and now they're back. I heard that they took the country over <clears throat> by doing a flash mob to Eminem's without me. So it was really quick. They just kind of like took over Afghanistan. And guess who's back? You know, it was really fun seeing them all dance in the middle of the streets. Um, it's crazy, though. It kind of makes you feel like you're in arrested development. And everyone's giving Biden shit about the pull out the withdrawal and I'm like okay obviously like Biden's a fucking idiot like we knew this like everybody knew this before like we are going to be epically disappointed with him as a president but I'm going to fucking back him up for a second because we shouldn't have been there like anyone who is who works in foreign policy like just can these people even identify Afghanistan on the map and then you're going to go and like invade this country that you're never going to successfully take over like hello do we not remember vietnam 
it's just like, what is happening? You know, like, and it's weird to know this information and see it. And then everyone, oh, God, I just can't believe that. I'm so shocked. Like, <sighs> so ridiculous. I don't know, though. I did think the burka could be kind of not so bad because I always have like food stains on my clothes. Um yeah, sometimes I, I'm eating and I drop. So I feel like that would be good. But it should be burkas for men and women. I think everybody would have to wear the burqa, um, not just women, you know, because especially too, some of these incel men walking around, like get yourself together, you know, can you please brush your teeth or take a shower? <clears throat> um, so I, yeah, I was reading too about the Taliban. I've been kind of like obsessed with Afghanistan. One reason we should have known not to fucking, that we weren't going to win this war. Did you know what their national sport is? Uh, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's called Bushkazi or Bushhaski. I got to look it up if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. But it's basically tossing the goat around. It's like one of the most violent sports in the world. You ride a horse and you have to like steal the goat and get it into the other end while other people on horses are chasing you. Just like we, the whole country, like outwardly looking in, it was just like, whose foreign fucking policy is this? And how are we still here? And how are we still thinking that we can impose values in other places when we can't even fucking vaccinate our own people. We can't even get what's going on here in America, like together. And that's what we need to be thinking about. But then I could really go down the rabbit hole of like globalism. Cause you know, you really hear a lot of the communists or not the communists, the anti-vaxxers talking about Chinese communists, we're going to become communists. And it's like, um, okay, you know, yeah, we're going through a raging pandemic. Uh, and you know which country that has the pandemic under control? Well, it happens to be the communists, China. Um, communism is interesting. I really wish people had more of time to kind of read into it, especially Chinese communists. You know, um, if you look back in the history of the role of Confucius, and using your collective energy as an individual to benefit the masses, it's pretty cool. Um, and that's where I think too, again, part of what's happening, I'm trying to be really open-minded with people. I'm really trying to like not freak out and curse everybody out. And thank you guys too, because I have some shows coming up. So being live kind of helps me like stay engage with what I'm doing while trying to record the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to put this episode out. I'm going to probably listen to it afterward and be like, how much did I ramble? Maybe a lot. I don't know. How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you anxious? Are you having a lot of anxiety? I don't know. Uh, so I have to get this always. Yeah. It doesn't help being out. I feel like everybody is. And like, oh my gosh, I don't know. 
And I'm trying to like deconstruct why people might be anxious, but then it's like the overthinking obviously makes me more anxious, you know? I don't know. I really do hate social media though. Like it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather be in public. I feel like if I'm in, in a situation with just a few people, like not out like a huge event or whatever, just like in a small setting in public, or even like, again, in public with people I don't know, I'd rather that than being engaging with people on social media. There's just something really weird, you know, with being on social media and especially like if that's your only outlet. And during the pandemic, that's all we had was like, you know, kind of engaging in this. So I'm really, really, really worried. I don't know. You know what else is really freaking annoying? Guys, I don't know how you feel. Baby reveals, gender reveals. What? That's giving me anxiety. Because, like, we're supposed to be, like, moving towards a gender-fluid time. And then now we're, like, giving babies gender before they're even born. And it's like, what? Oh, and you know, as a childless person, I get annoyed because then it's like another fucking party, you know, that I have to go to for you and your kid. And it's like, that's cool. Like, I love your kid, but in there's not the same level of reciprocity or respect. I don't think a single people or single women in particular, I don't think I, I don't get a lot of respect, you know, I got no respect. That's a terrible danger field. I don't think I'll ever do that again. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I do sense that people kind of want to set me on fire. Right? Single lady, no kids. You know, I think that's just back from our roots in the middle ages. Uh that's and how why like I don't understand I hope all these kids that grow up that are like babies of gender reveal oh my god that's a game what a terrible game so apparently now they do gender reveals everybody gets a cake pop and you've got to bite into it and find out what color the pop is I would be really mad if you make me come to your house and we ate cake pops to find like because it's a baby it's a baby and like again we're supposed to be living in this time like you meet people and they identify as non-binary so it's like how are we encouraging the respect of bodily autonomy but then on the flip side this like narcissistic element I don't know maybe I'm a Debbie Downer that's usually what I am is a Debbie Downer you know because people are like I like parties I don't know I've just been having a lot of anxiety you know it does make you a boy if you like blue of course with a big dick yeah like isn't that stupid like yeah you can't like like did you ever hear that as a kid when you were growing up like don't like blue or don't like pink. Pink's a girl's color, boy's color. You know, this is like, you do that. This is what they like. And I see this shit too. What really triggers me is like the use of the ha- girl dad. I'm a girl dad. Oh, having a girl changed my life. Like, why are you raising your girls different from your fucking boys? You know? <clears throat> oh my God, one is green. What would that mean if you had a green cake pop? I don't know. What if your baby was green? I have no idea. It's just like, and then also too, it's like, 
it's just it, weird. It's like it kind of boggles my mind because, again, just like having the Taliban back in power, it's like, what fucking year are we in? It's like, are we moving forward? Are we not moving forward? I don't understand why we're, you know, we're doing things and then we're going back two steps like, you know, Paula Abdul. Oh, that was a good song. Straight up. Or is no, that wasn't it. I don't remember which song it is, but I do remember the song. You know what I'm saying? What up? What up? What up? What up? And it's hard trying to write jokes. Like, this is the shit I've been thinking about. Right? That's exactly. Humans are humans are humans. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, especially like, I feel like gender, I love the fact of gender binary. Like, because you really think about it, like, it makes so much sense. Like you think about how like there's babies sometimes that are born as like conjoined twins, like their heads are fused or their bodies are fused. So why can't that happen with like cell development, you know? Opposites do attract. I don't know. And I've been thinking about the environment a lot too. And like, especially with all this crazy ass weather and it's giving me anxiety because like people are like, you know, we're having babies and then we're doing these things that are not recognizing what's important is having the lives for them to be okay for their earth. It's too much, too much. Cause I think that's why Texas has given me a lot of anxiety you know, Texas is limiting a person's right to bodily autonomy. And it's like, you motherfuckers, like we have 8 billion people on the planet. We have enough people. Everybody doesn't need to have a baby. We don't need to have gender reveals for every fucking baby. You know, let people choose. I feel like where's my tax breaks as a single person, you know? It's like, I'm not using a lot of extra shit. I'm not polluting. I'm not fucking, you know, and we're not focusing on like, again, instead of having a gender reveal, why doesn't everybody just come over and wash poopy diapers, reusable diapers and be like, oh, you really love this kid. Okay, good. Let's stop using plastic diapers that are just going to pile up. So in a hundred years, our little babies are going to grow up as old people being walking through piles of diapers. Guys, I told you I've been very anxious thinking about this stuff. Stupid. And it's like, oh my God. And it's so fucking dumb because if you like read this shit, it's all rhetoric. Like, all of this is wordplay, like the fucking, they don't use the word embryo, even though in the first three, um, the first trimester, that's what it is, an embryo, because it doesn't resonate with fucking people. But people are kind of dumb. People are like <clears throat> dumber. I'm not dumb. I don't want to say dumb. That's mean. I'm trying not to be mean. It's super hard not to be mean. People are like not educated. I, what is it? Most people, I think half the country is on like a sixth grade reading level. It's like, what are we doing with our schools? I don't know. All of this serious stuff. So I thank you guys for letting me get this off. That's what this whole overly exposed podcast does. Is let me get this out there because I'm trying to write jokes about it. You know, like um, it doesn't usually work, though. And this is just like I said, the stuff that I think about, you know. I don't know. Chrissy Teigen. What do you guys think of her? She was in this whole little rant that I was writing. I have this whole little thing I wrote out. 
about social media and it's like, oh, you know what I mean? And that's why I feel like, again, social media is so toxic. Like we have this person like Chrissy Teigen, which to my understanding, she got famous by marrying John Legend. And uh, a friend of mine actually used to, you know, with a producer who worked for John Legend. I don't know if I can say that. No, I shouldn't say this. But anyway, John Legend may or may not be on the you can interpret that how you want, but I think you know what I mean. But regardless, anyway, Chrissy Teigen, she married him and then she became famous like being a Twitter troll. And then like she got called out for it and she's like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. And you're like, Ugh, go away. Like we don't need to all like be fucking commenting on the time. And I'm obviously, haha, I'm being an idiot as I record a podcast. But you guys, I understand and I appreciate you for um, indulging me in this podcast because it's become like an online journal. And I really like, again, engaging with comedians and talking about things that are going on in the world and in a different way. So, and like I said, comedians, it's fun. They talk about everything everything even things you shouldn't talk about oh okay yeah so supposedly john legend was on the down low this was from like i said a friend of mine who used to go with a producer who worked for him but regardless like it's like that's no problem i mean well it is a problem of course because it goes back to this whole idea of fucking gender and sexuality like how about we keep all that shit private and when you ha- you get pregnant, I'm having a baby. And that's all that is, is your baby. You know, not have a party where you got to eat blue fucking cake balls in your mouth. Okay. Whew. I don't want to get my ass sued. My friend who's watching made a good point and said that there was no non-disclosure agreements signed. So I don't know. And this is all... Uh, hyperbole (laughs) I'm like Tucker Carlson right on Fox News where I use literary exaggeration for comedic effect is it working I don't think it is what do you think about that though with the burka wearing a burka pro no more meatball stains Everybody on the burka, though. What do you guys think of that? No. Yeah. I don't know. I just ate too much damn banana bread during the pandemic, and I just have no energy at all to exercise. It's been super hard because, like I said, people are really draining. And you know what it is? I'm engaging with people, and they're draining in, like, weird ways because you're having conversations about the vaccine, and you're like, oh, and they're like, I don't want to get vaccinated. Like, that is full of glass from China. And you're like, what are you? I don't even understand. Like, you're not even saying words that make sense. And you're just like, oh my gosh. But again, most people are, I guess, I feel like stuck in this level of cognitive dissonance. Yes, I am always making banana bread. And that's exactly where I'm stuck in cognitive dissonance. I should be I know I should eat healthier foods, more kale, especially in a global pandemic, keep the immune system up, but I don't. 
And it makes me think, again, behavior. This is all, I guess, rooted in behavior, human behavior and why we do the things that we do and how can we have a conversation collectively to kind of move forward as a society? Because like I said, I feel anxious. But again, with the expression that you, um, the energy that you have internally is what you project outward. I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm trying to be like, again, philosophical. But then, and also try to be nice and it's really hard. And I hate Ron DeSantis. No, I don't hate him, but he's an idiot. What is happening in Florida? He's completely rooted in this idea of individualism. I do make a lot of banana bread. Did you make banana bread? No? Yes? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think, what time is it? Oh my God, perfect. So I'm going to, thank you for participating in this. It really made it much harder to try to do to record being live. So I'm really thankful. I love you so much. Hi. What's up? Thanks for joining. This is so random. You know, I don't have my headphones. Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So thank you. I was recording, uh, I'm still recording an episode of the podcast. And like I said, I went live today for the first time. And it, cause I wanted to kind of like get that anxiety feeling, you know, how like mics you get for practice. I didn't get to a mic today. So I was like, let me do this, but it's horrible. And I feel like I'm going to watch the recording. It's going to be a train wreck. And you said it's fun. There's like professional musicians who still like look at their footage and they're like, I don't want to see this. You know, after some some comedians can even see their own act. You know, it's it's horrible. I do not like watch. I mean, like you, I feel like you need to watch it because you know, like you pick up on things that you do, so then you can actively not try to do it again. But it's all very uncomfortable. But you said you like doing Instagram live. I like like those things where like something could happen that's a mistake. And it's funny, you know, like spontaneousness, like there's no practicing right now. We're just, you know, I can see like the wrong word by accident and just get canceled forever. Just by- <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about too on, because that's something else, like everything, like I said, the whole theme of the episode was about anxiety, but cancel culture, I feel like has been giving me, especially with trying to do comedy. Because like for me, comedy is a way of like processing everything that's going on. Like all the things that are fucking I'm thinking about that are stressful, I want to make jokes about. So like I was saying earlier, I was like obsessively reading about, you know, Afghanistan and what's happening. And that shit is like just weighing on me. But it's like obviously like it's weighing on me, but I need to like do something. So I write jokes about it. And I know people are like, oh, it's horrible. But it's like. And then it's canceling, this idea of canceling people. But it's like, it's so much more complicated. You know, it's yeah. not just a word. I think I think Ricky Gervais said once, was it him who said, like, people confuse the topic of the joke with the target of the joke? You know, you can have a topic that's taboo, but the target is, like, something that you want to target. But you're just using, like, shock value to get there sometimes. Yeah. The whole thing, like, you shouldn't mention this topic at all because it triggers people, which is fine if that's how you feel. But, you know, I mean, me, my, my personal opinion, if, like, a word 
triggers you like to a point where like you like flaw off the handle that's like not a good sign i think yeah and like if you're a publisher of a book and like the editor tells you you know what this might be not a good thing to add in the book because you're not going to make sales or something then you can be like all right i'll take it out that's fine i'm trying to make money after all but if like you're at a comedy show and you see something and somebody like throws a beer bottle like like <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not healthy for the other person i think no, I don't think it's at all. Like, I, I think the ultimate goal is for you to be completely non-reactive to what others say. Like, that's the essence, right, of ultimate self-control. And, but I also believe that as comedians, like, it's an art form. And you're allowed to express things. And again, it's like you shouldn't have to, like, rationalize or explain, like, Because again, it's just, it's words about things that are much bigger that are happening in, you know, and it's like to get this dialogue rolling. So it's like, to me, if you're just talking about things and you're getting canceled, it's very worrisome. You know, obviously if you're doing physical actions, like things with Harvey Weinstein, like that's clear, like that was not just talking, but this idea I feel like cancel culture is now permeated to, again, like, I don't know if you watch The Office did you see the episode? They canceled this episode, but it was the diversity one. Really? They did? Yeah, they took it out of the rotation on, I think, Netflix or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. I thought that one was, like, showing how diversity is important and how some people can, like, make fun of it and then not appreciate it. So that's not a good thing, I thought. It's like Huckleberry Finn. When I read that book, I was like, this is the most anti-racist book I've ever read because it shows that this guy... Um, you know, the, the boy, he loved his friend, no matter what color skin he was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the book, they were using, you know, very kind of negative language, sure. But that was the, the context of the book. And, and in spite of that, this boy loved his friend, no matter what he looked like. And I thought that was a good message when I read it. But then apparently, like, people are like, well, no, because... That's, yeah, but I guess because the word itself was just... But it goes back again to that... Um... You know, like point, like you were talking about again, it's just this one word. It's like you can't be triggered by that one word. Right. Now, some people, did, some people like try to trigger people on purpose. And I, I know those kind of people and I, I don't like that. You know, some are just like, well, I can say whatever I want. And then they go like rub, you know, throw salt on the wounds and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, you don't have to go that far. Like, you know, most of the time you don't need cursing at all in, in, in comedy, even, even like a regular person. But sometimes you need that word. Like not that word, right. but any, a word that you think is going to be taboo, you know, like if you'd say rape, for example, that's terrible. But like if you said that word on stage, if you go up and just say that word repeatedly, they're going to be like, get off stage. And I would agree with that. Like, what do you even that this mean? But on the flip side, you also have to recognize like, because again, I think a big part of it, like for me, like I said, what I talk about, like the whole podcast I do is about the uncomfortableness of comedy, right? And because what I wanted to do comedy was for myself to be able to talk about the things like it's my microphone. Right. And I think the expression is Teddy Roosevelt. The credit goes to the man in the arena. So it's like you're you might go on stage and your objective might be like, oh, I want to make this whole room laugh. But your objective as you know, the artist might be I just want to, you know, whatever that might be talk about again if it's rape like I don't know why somebody would want to go but if they want to go up there strictly to be provocative it's still like their internal drive and their experience and I don't think we should take like 
I think it's really um, because then you're just doing the exact same thing that they did. You know, you're just by saying, okay, you're canceled because you have to be like, I don't like what you're doing, but that doesn't mean I'm going to eradicate you from existence. Mm -hmm. You know, and like you brought up, I thought a good point, especially with um, referencing the book, because it's the big picture. Like we've got to really think about things in bigger pictures, not just look at things fragmentedly like the word you know, or one thing in context. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, what are you trying to say with the joke? It's better to have dialogue than to just be like, you're never allowed back here again or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I, I just think you could say whatever you want. You just don't act in a way that, you know, could, for me, words doesn't matter. Only action matters. Like somebody yeah. like assaults somebody else or somebody punches somebody. Okay. That's different. Right. But if they words, then, Exactly. Because especially to like the human, you know, like how long are we alive for and how many moments we have, like, you're going to get upset at times and say things, you know, and it's just like, especially too, like when you're younger, like, I feel like it takes time to learn to control your emotions. You know, it's not because I think of how many like old ass people there are right now walking around angry as hell reacting, you know, like it's not something like we have to condition ourselves to do that. It's not something that we're taught. So, you know, like, again, I feel like we need to really be fair, like, okay, people are human. People might not have the tools to do better yet. So calm the fuck down. But I just I don't know. I was watching um, in Japan. They have this whole. Uh, what are they called? JK girls and they're high school girls. And like men can hire them for like conversations. And it's like out in the open in the middle of Tokyo. But I was like reading about shame culture in Japan and how it's like, oh, and then it was like, oh, well, the West is a shame culture too. And I'm like, oh yeah, we are. But it was like different because we reward like celebrity. And it's like, no, people are imperfect. <laughs> like, stop this. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we have different shame tactics. Other places, you know, depends on the culture, but they're, they're, they exist everywhere. Yeah, when we put people up on pedestals too. Like I was like, I keep writing about the stupid Kardashians, and I'm like, clearly I don't know these people. I just know what they represent, and it's like I notice on TikTok they have a lot of like defenders, like people on like. And I don't know if it's like age. Like I wish I had the demographics. I'm sure I could find that of users. Like who's using which. Um, social media platform for what? Because I feel like it says a lot about what we're doing to young people. You know, like, why are we reward? Like, oh, it's like, oh, these people are billionaires. It's like, yeah, they're assholes. We should fucking hate billionaires. Like, they're pieces. They're the kids that when you go to their house and you're like, hey, can we play with these toys? No, they're all my toys. Those are the fuck. We should be beating the shit out of these people. (laughs) Metaphorically, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's true. I mean, we have, like, celebrity worship, I think, right now. The ironic part is some people who say they hate celebrities are the ones who worship different celebrities. They're like... I hate that celebrity, but Clint Eastwood, he's the best. He should be president. Or I hate that celebrity, but Kim Kardashian is perfect. You know, like they have like, yeah. it's kind of hypocritical in a way. It's like, it's my celebrity is fine, but your celebrity is the thing, you know? We were, right before you had hopped on, we were talking about um, how to, because like social media, it's like very weird and anxiety causing. Like when we're talking about the young people, like how it's like, thank God, like, like my friend and I, we didn't grow up, we didn't have social media, you know, and it's like, thank goodness, because it's like really distorting. 
and how, you know, you can put things out there to share and like people won't like it, but then they'll like something of some random person, like that they don't know who's famous. And you're just like, wait a second. It's like, that's very real. Like, cause then it's like, you really know this person. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like for some people, it's so easy on social media to disconnect from the human experience. And it's like the energy, you're still creating energy, you know, and think about it. (laughs) It's true. I'm glad, you know, like the internet, when it came out, you kind of had like a, it was in doses because it wasn't as advanced. So you had like email, maybe a little bit of IM, but it wasn't like right now, like people get a phone, like kids get a phone and all of a sudden have the entire world their fingertips amazing to me you know but to them it's like no big deal like my nephew's two and a half and he'll like he knows how to if he's watching a youtube video he knows how to like click you know next to the ad to get rid of the ad so like you know skip the ad and my sister's like this is really scary that he knows how to do that he's two and a half and so she, she's like I, she doesn't want him to look at the screen for more than a few minutes a day now because he like knows his way around the phone so easily <laughs> he's two right. and a half <laughs> no well even i think it's just something on the reverse for us as like adults because if like we're giving something that a two-year-old can easily navigate, think about what it's doing to our cognitive abilities that we're spending hours on something. Like to me, I feel like it's not pushing our intelligence. It's really kind of decreasing our level of intelligence because like, again, a two-year-old can navigate it and think about how many hours people spend, you know, as opposed to other times. Like I use the point of, um, what you know, think about like Galileo, right? Like sitting there, like having to fucking stare at the sky for hours and hours and hours for years on end to notice, like, oh shit's shit's happening, you know? So it's like, what's gonna happen like now what we don't have that deep thinking? Cause it's like everybody wants that, like, you know, like and like two-year-olds are just like, boo, 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 I want it now. We're fucking mentally two years old. We are exactly. It's interesting you say that. Like we're the same as that age group now. You know, I think we're getting dumber. Like I definitely like. I did engineering in school, and I used to have to sit and do math problems. But now, if I'm on Facebook and I see like one of those math problems that challenge you, I'm like, get this out of my face. I don't even. Know how to Three plus five. What's that? Like, I don't I, care. Oh my god, it's horrible. I can't. I had to help my niece with math. She's like in third grade, and I was like, I don't know what this shit is. Like I don't. They're doing like new math skip counting and I'm like what is this I don't and they're apparently it's supposed to help the kids when they're older with like learning quadratics I'm like what are you talking about are you kidding me and then I like just read most people are like on a sixth grade reading level like what the fudge is going on so oh my gosh I want to thank you though for hopping on this was so fun um that you shared out yeah it was random spontaneous and that, that was that was good yeah